Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. But on this Sunday in the season of Easter, our reading comes from John chapter 10, verses 22 to 30. If you would like to follow along in your pew Bible, or uh, if you're at home, a Bible of your own, or in that nifty little bulletin insert Kathy provides for you. Let us listen now to God's holy word. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So some gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but if you do not believe me because but you do not believe me because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given to me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. For the Father and I are one. This is the word of the Lord. When? That question of when is what we hear this morning from the crowd who had gathered around Jesus to press him for an answer to a question that was on their hearts. How long, Jesus, will you keep us in suspense? We don't like waiting for an answer to something that we want to know right now. While this question of when weighs at the forefront of our reading for today, we are also faced with the question of what? The people who gathered around Jesus, they want to know when Jesus will reveal what it is he has to say, but they also want to know what it is Jesus is going to reveal. They're in this state of suspense and anticipation, hoping to hear some good news. What is it that keeps us in a state of suspense and anticipation? Perhaps we're asking if Jesus, like those in the reading, perhaps we're wondering if Jesus is the Messiah, one who really can make a change within our souls. Maybe we're asking if Jesus is one who will liberate us or free us from our time of trouble. Perhaps we want to ask if Jesus is the great advocate, one who will stand up for the voice of those on the fringe. Or maybe there's something else we want to ask Jesus, the when and the what, and we're wondering whether or not Jesus can fill that role. The when and what are questions we find ourselves asking as we navigate life this Easter season. 
What is it that you are waiting for? Or perhaps what would you want to ask Jesus as you ponder and wait with anticipation? To understand this, I think we're going to have to pull together some ideas that at first glance don't really seem to go together. So hang in there with me. Because we're going to have to look at Jesus. We're going to have to look at a Jewish holiday and flowers. I know those things on the surface don't seem to connect. But we'll get there. Because the first thing is this. Before we dive into it, we need to first step back in time, as I mentioned at the beginning of our reading. We not just jump back in time, but we need to jump back to December when it's winter and when people were celebrating not Christmas, but the festival of dedication. You might also call it Hanukkah. Is that right, Alan? Sorry, I don't mean to call you out. But okay, okay I'm, just look, I just, I'm just looking for verification, yes where people are celebrating this season of Hanukkah, the festival of dedication. And it was during this festival of dedication when Jesus was approached by those who had questions, people who were anticipating something to happen. Even back then, people were waiting for answers to questions that they had. And our faith is full of stories, full of stories of people who are waiting with anticipation, waiting with expectation of what will happen next. Such as one such story shared during the celebration of Hanukkah, which uh, is in not our version of Holy Scripture. If, if you have a Catholic Bible, you know how it's a little thicker and you have those books in the middle. <laughs> If you turn to 1st or 2nd Maccabees, you'll find the story of the miracle of the oil, which tells of the Maccabees reclaiming the temple in Jerusalem, only to find that they had only one jar of usable oil in it that they could use to rededicate the temple after reclaiming it. The expectation was that that one jar of oil would only last maybe a day? They stretched it out, and it lasted seven. Seven? Yeah. I imagine that this story of expectation, of waiting, was on the forefront of those who came to Jesus, who wanted to know who Jesus was, what Jesus was going to do, and when Jesus was going to do it. All these questions, all these voices are set against the background of our cultural and our personal histories. As we ponder what it is Jesus has to say to us today. So that's some of the historical context, I think, of what's happening in our passage for today. And now that, we've anticip- now that we've established our history of coming before God with anticipation and expectations, we have to ask now who it is we are coming before. We've covered the background, the history. Now who is it we are coming 
before. There's a chance that the people who circled around Jesus didn't know who it was they were really coming to talk to, who they were coming to ask questions of. There's a chance that we aren't sure when we try to ask Jesus the questions that are on our heart. Do we know who it is we are asking questions of? The questions that we are so hoping to find answers to. In many ways, I think we, and myself is included in that we, have traditionally fallen back on very masculine images of God. We use a lot of masculine verbiage to talk about God. Now, when I say masculine, I don't just mean the gender, but I think we have this kind of idea of God as this, like, lumberjack-looking figure, where, I don't know, God is just, you know... We have this masculine idea of who God is. Now, in our reading for today, we hear some of that masculine language for God. We, we talk about God the Father as being this, this person who watches out over us. But Scripture also talks about God using non-masculine language. And that's important for us. There's nothing wrong about talking about God and, and the masculine, don't get me wrong. We all have different ways of relating to God, but it's important for us to remember that this is not the only way for us to connect with God. There's also a version of God which embodies a more feminine, a more motherly voice. And before you stop me, can't you hear the voice of a mother in our reading today, especially when Jesus talks about that no one will snatch them out of my hand. If, if that doesn't stop you, I mean, can we see how mothers even, well, people mother, human mothers, but also mothers in across the animal kingdom, what they are willing to do to protect their young? I hear in this passage, as well as other places, this image of God who stands out as this motherly figure who will not let anyone or anything snatch us out of the hands of God. God will do what is necessary to secure our safety, to see us through this life. And there's nothing we need to do to earn that kind of safety. God is like a mother who welcomes and cares for all of us because that is just who God is, regardless of whether or not we are even actually God's children. There's something beautiful, I think, about that image of God, especially as we celebrate this day. The motherhood of God is welcoming of our present selves, ourselves that are anxious, full of questions, full of not knowing what comes next. There is grace in coming before this motherly spirit of God, because for many, there are those who can't relate to what it's like to have this kind of presence in their life. It's in that moment 
where we are in the presence of our God who embodies all these things. And it is where God catches off guard by not fitting the traditional labels we try to place on God. Let me tell you, I've tried to place labels on God, and God never really lets them stick for long. Which is great because all the questions, all the worries we have, God takes them. God takes them on as a loving mother who sent Christ so that all may have life and have it abundantly. Again, can't you see that kind of motherly spirit of God who will fight to protect us, to do what is necessary to allow us to grow? That is the kind of spirit God embodies. This is the kind of shepherd or mother God is for us. So when, our, so when other things in life try to lure us or coerce us or try to make us feel as though we are nothing or sitting on the edge of a cliff, the voice of God, our mother, or our person who embodies that for us, the shepherd calls us by name. It breaks through all those things to remind us that we belong to God and that God will do anything for us. For some reason, this reminded me of, of something I saw recently on a walk. I was walking the Putnam Trailway uh, through, through town, and I love it. It's beautiful. I will say, if you walk your dog, though, you should clean, pick, clean up after your dog. That's my sort of public service announcement. <laughs> but I was walking along one of the Putnam Trailways, and I came across this point, and there was this really steep ledge that led up to the road above. And all I could really think about was, wow, that's dangerous. I don't know why I thought it was dangerous. It just felt dangerous, perhaps because there were cars that you could see driving by. And I was like, hmm, well, if one of them fell, that would be bad. This cliff for me, myself, in thinking about this passage, reminds me of, reminds us as well of the ways in which those voices or forces that are not the shepherds try to just paint nothing but this picture of us living life on the edge. The ways in which, you know, we aren't good enough or the ways in which we failed or you, you could fill in the label for whatever it is you want to insert there. But what this moment from my walk this week helped me remember, though, is that God, through all these thoughts, tells us to stop. God as the mother, God as the shepherd, tells us to stop and just take a closer look at what we think is in front of us. I don't know if you can see it, so let me just zoom in for a little bit. If you can sort of zoom in, you see that even on the midst of this, you know, seemingly dangerous cliff, there's a beautiful flower growing there. There's actually was more than one flower growing on there. But the voice of God breaks through to tell us that whatever fear or uncertainty lies ahead, that God will be with us. God says, stop, look, hear my voice, see that even in the midst of Whatever danger is in front of you, 
I will be with you. Perhaps this flower you could substitute for something else in your life that gives you that reminder of what it is, of God's presence in your life. But the shepherd's voice breaks through all these different things we hear to remind us that we belong to God. God is the good shepherd who sees us through. So that's how we move from talking about Jesus to Hanukkah to mother to flowers, sort of the the string that we are weaving. As we weave these things together, let us remember that voice of God that calls us by name. The voice that calls us by name and reassures us that nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God. And let us look for how we can embody the motherly spirit of God, not only in our daily lives so that we can better ourselves, but the ways in which we can embody it for others who are also waiting, waiting with anticipation to hear what God is doing in our midst yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.